Blog Talk Radio. What, what, what is love? Let's breathe together for a moment. Center ourselves. Come to a single point. That sound like there was static to you, Brian? Um, no, I heard it clearly. Okay, good. I'm glad. Maybe that's a sign I've got a little static and I need to hone, make myself a little more listening to God. Normally, I would start my introduction to our program that you are okay uh, with a quote from Rabia the Mystic after we had breathed together and came to a place where we were one in our breath. This morning I'm going to start, I'm going to turn on Anata's Heaven. I welcome all of you here. Uh, I'm going to switch to Brian in just a, a minute, but I'm going to do both Rabia the Mystic and then a quote. A friend of mine sent me a passage about a quote from the Bible, it's Psalms 127, because I think it's relevant not only to our all being forgiven, but it's also relevant to uh, where I know I am right now, and perhaps many people are. It's trusting in God. So starting with Anada's heaven, on a mountain, in a valley. I behold only God. In hardship, I see him by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melt. Amidst the sparks of her flames, I behold only God. And the text message I got this morning was Psalms 127. I use the Good News Bible in praise of God's goodness. 
If the Lord does not build the house, the work of the builders is useless. If the Lord does not protect the city, it does no good for the sentries to stand guard. It is useless to work so hard for a living, getting up early and going to bed late. For the Lord provides for those he loves while they are asleep. There's a bit remaining after that, but verses one and two are pretty powerful, I think. And I'm going to read them one more time. And actually, I'm going to read verse two, Psalm 127, verse two. It is useless to work so hard for a living, getting up early and going to bed late. For the Lord provides for those he loves while they sleep. Welcome to You Are Okay. Thank you for joining us this morning. On the other line is Brian. I mentioned him a moment ago. And then we have a listener who's on the other line whose name is another line still, whose name is Lenise. Good morning, Brian. Welcome, welcome. Good morning, Maya. Morning, listeners. To you as well, Lenise. And as Maya was speaking there, it is time for us to spend more time to connect with God and to allow ourselves to be led by that we can experience, join with, and have once again the full experience of what life is really all about, what we are really all about, so that we can once again experience the joy and peace and harmony of being. This passage that I'm about to share with you speaks exactly of doing that. As I say this passage, which comes from A Course in Miracles, let us have the internal intention of connecting with God, of opening up to the source within, that we can recognize and experience the truth, the harmony, and the peace of being fully connected with all of life, with one another, and with God itself in this moment now. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent that space within us that radiates out the love of God. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because as we open ourselves up to this radiant love, it will direct us and show us the way in each and every moment. I am content to be in this space of radiant love because it is always with me wherever I go. I will be healed 
the more I open myself up to the space within and allow myself to see that everything is God. Now that is actually a rendition, if you will, putting the words from the Course in my own words to give a more expanded understanding, at least in my mind, of what the words are saying. Now let me share with you the actual words from the Course and see for yourself the similarities of what I just shared with you and what these words are saying as well. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Christ who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because the Christ who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever Christ wishes for he always goes with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. It is coming to me very strongly, much as Mara has been speaking this morning, and much as we will continue to speak about for the remainder of this show. But it is time to take the time to connect with God, to join with the source within, and to live from this space. I'm not sure if I have said it on this show yet or not. I know that I have said it many times in the last few weeks. Many different people. And that is, as we look at this thing that we call time, and we look at this thing that we call history of time, of mankind. We can look back millennium and see that man has always gone through struggle, overcoming things, overcoming one another, and overcoming bacteria of all different kinds. At one point, there was the Black Plague. At another point, we have all sorts of illnesses that we have come overcome, that we found a cure for, which has been fantastic. But guess what? Whenever we are in the experience of not being connected to God, there's always going to be something that we need to try to overcome. And we'll always succeed in overcoming. But do you really want to continue to live a life forever and ever where something wrong happens and you have to overcome it through strife and struggle? Or would you rather instead choose a different experience, one in where you can have internal and eternal peace within yourself and within your experience within the world every step of the way, where nothing could ever go wrong, 
no disease could ever befall you. This is a real choice that we have. But to make to have this experience, we must make the choice to join with that inner source, to join with the God within and the God that is within everything that we can ex- experience something new. You see, what we call the ego, what we call the world of chaos and conflict, will give us nothing but chaos and conflict. We've been living that experience for many, many, many lifetimes. We already know what it's going to bring us. It's never going to produce anything different. The only way to have something different something peaceful, harmonious, and joyful is to connect with the space where those things exist and abide. That's it. There's only two choices to make in each and every moment. Listening to the ego and experiencing the fear and chaos or listening to God and experiencing the joy and peace. Which do you choose? And so many Which times juice. And so many times it's hard to know where God is. You know, what is the choice? You know, which one is God leading me to? So many times we're we're given directions, uh, sometimes from the pulpit, certainly from our friends, perhaps from our families, perhaps just from people we're sitting beside at a concert about what God would expect of us because we think that God is in the norm that we see around us. And therefore, that those people who are outside the norm and, and in our mind are not like us, are there, therefore bad, and, and they're not listening to God. And one of the great authors that I like and, and great, great spiritual leaders, I would consider him my master, is... Um, Mahatma Gandhi, and excuse me, I, I, I like Mahatma Gandhi too, but it's Parhamasa Yogananda, who um, has interesting stories about Mahatma Gandhi, but maybe I should go and read those later, because I had some passages here from Parhamasa Yogananda that helps us know what to do when we're in those times of choice. Because we treat things within, our nat- within us as our nature, as the human nature. And in so doing many times, we ignore our true spiritual nature, our divine nature, or as Brian was talking, the inner nature of love. And I, um, I normally uh, shy away from talking about religious leaders Although I do talk about Buddha and, and Jesus, and, and I thought uh, today's topic is forgiveness. And I thought Paramahasa Yogananda, who is the founder of the Self-Realization Fellowship, and he came to the United States in the 30s, was born in India, and he has basically developed a system of concentrated love how to bring yourself through a practice of yoga and your thought control to a place where you are sitting in love, where you know how to make the decision because as 
Neil Donald Walsh told us, God's highest words are words of love. They're clean, they're clear, and they're loving. And Paramahasa wrote on getting along with others, which seems to be a big issue for many of us. The God of some scriptures is a revengeful deity, always ready to punish us. But Jesus showed us the real nature of God. He did not destroy his enemies with 12 legions of angels, but rather overcame evil with the power of divine love. His action demonstrated the supreme love of God and the behavior of those who are one with him. One should forgive under any injury, says the Mabaharata. It has been said that the continuation of the species is due to man's being forgiving. Forgiveness is holiness. By forgiveness, the universe is held together. Forgiveness is the might of the mighty. Forgiveness is sacrifice. Forgiveness is quiet of mind. Forgiveness and gentleness are the qualities of the self-possessed the self being your inner divinity. They represent eternal virtue. And I have, if someone hurts you deeply, you remember it many times, which is an opposition to forgiveness. But instead of concentrating on the hurt, you should think of all the good things about the person who has hurt you and all of the goodness that you have in your life. Don't take notice of the insults people give you. Take notice of their goodness. Concentrate on trying to behold God in your enemy. If you'll recall, great, great leader Jesus said, love others as you love yourself. Love your enemy. For by loving your enemy, you release yourself from evil, vengeful desires that destroy your peace of mind. By heaping hatred upon hatred or giving hate in return for hate, you not only increase your enemy's hostility toward you, you poison your own system, physically as well as emotionally, with your own venom. Have only love in your heart for others. The more they see, the more you see the good in them, the more you will establish good in yourself. Hold the consciousness of God. The way to make people good is to see the good in them. Do not nag them. Remain calm and serene, always in command of yourself. As you practice this, you will find out how easy it is. These are coming from Paramasa Yogananda's Where There Is Light, which was written a very long time ago. He died in 1952, and the book was first printed in 1988, and it's a collection of essays of times that he gave speeches because he was a speaking man and went around the United States. If you can imagine the same United States that we live in with its prejudices and judgments, harsh words, concerns about whether there should be could be a mosque on ground zero, 
I saw when I was in Santa Fe last week the most beautiful bumper sticker. And I'm not really one for bumper stickers. And if it, it was on someone else's car, or I would probably have it. And it said, God bless. God bless you. God bless the world. And all parts of it. And all parts of it. And I don't think there are many among us who can say that we haven't found ourselves caught up in emotional tag where we are hurt by someone and then we talk about being hurt by that person and pretty soon we feel worse and our behavior and our words starts being affected by our feeling angry and we start perceiving everything, even the kindnesses, as hurtful behavior. And it's coming from within us. But we label it as coming from outside. So as Brian so aptly said, you decide, I decide, how we are going to live a moment. And we can let that choice be guided internally by our nature, our divine nature of love. Or we can have it guided externally by man's forever darting about trying to make sure that the sun is shining on them out of fear that there isn't enough room in God's heart for all of us. And that's just it. There is God in everything that we see, in everything that we experience, even in what we call, quote, our enemies. God abides within it. But seeing things as an enemy, seeing things as going wrong, seeing someone as attacking you, is a way of seeing that you're perceiving it as and therefore experiencing it as. And when we are seeing life in that way, we are actually desiring to see it in that way, calling it forth and getting our desire fulfilled because we have ultimate freedom. That proves that we are free. The fact that anything that we wish to experience, whether we know that that's what we're asking for or not, comes to us and is our experience, shows that we do have ultimate freedom of choice, that nothing is ever forced upon us or done to us that we have not chosen for. And as we begin to recognize that and realize that, we can begin to use our free choice to choose that which will give us the experience of freedom in this physical world. And freedom is not an actually physical experience. It's actually a mental one. Because how many of us are actually prisoners in some cage, in a jail cell, without freedom to move wherever we choose? 
There might be a few of us in this world. But the majority of people are free to roam about and move about as they please. But how many of us who are free to roam about and move about as we please are prisoners to our minds, which tell us that we must go to this job that we can't stand day in and day out, or that we must interact with people who are our family, who we can't stand, who are always insulting us, putting us down, that we must put up with this or that, that we can't stand, that we do not like, that has been perpetrated upon us, and life stinks. No, we are making the choice in every moment to see things in a negative way and experience them in a negative way, or we are free to, to look at it differently and to experience it differently. Each one of us that is here now listening to this show is on a path to recognize more and more truth and to experience more and more peace in one's life. This is a guarantee, because as we make that inner shift, as we verbalize or energetically say to ourselves that we want to experience something different, that what is life all about? As we ask ourselves that question, God, the Holy Spirit, uh, the universe, energy, whatever we call it, starts to speak to us. But really, it's not that it starts to speak to us. It's that we start to listen. Again, as I said moments ago, that there are two experiences. One of the ego, which will always bring us hardship and overcoming the hardship. Or God, which never knows ups and downs. is always level, balanced, and at peace. Equalizing everything in every moment. And as we open ourselves up to it, we start recognizing it more and more and more. We start gravitating toward it more and more and more. And we experience the beauty and harmony that comes from that space. You see, I, I mentioned this to my girlfriend and also on another show that I do with another friend. And it's that the Internet and technology is such a wonderful tool that is giving us information, information, information. Information is powerful because when you know something, you can take it into your experience and you can use it if it works for you or you can disregard it if it doesn't. But the fact that you came into contact with the information in the first place gives you a choice. And nowadays, if we are curious, if we're searching, if there's something we want to find, with the Internet, we can find anybody talking about any subject matter at any time that we desire. With archives of shows like this, or people broadcasting live, or turning on the TV, there are so many ways in which if, we want, if we're looking for something, somebody's talking about it. And we can tune in and learn a little something about that area. Well, much like that, the Holy Spirit, or God, is broadcasting at all times within us. The question is, are we taking the time to tune in and listen? 
and as we take the time to tune in and listen, the voice will become more familiar to us. And as the voice becomes more familiar to us, we begin to see from that point of view. So one way that I could say it, that might help to really understand what it is I'm saying, is that if we're looking for chaos and destruction, we are going to find chaos and destruction. It will be strengthened within us. And as we know, experiences in the world happen. We say the world is chaotic and unfair, and all we do is get more of that so that it can prove to us that that's what the world is all about because that's what we ask for. As we start to look within, as we start to desire to see in the world peace and harmony and beauty, that starts to be reflected in the world, coming back at us, strengthened within us, and like a snowball, builds and builds and builds, and we see more and more peace, more and more harmony, and more and more joy. So let us put on our God glasses so that we can see more of that. But to do that, we must have within us a constant, consistent desire to see that. And as we do, it expands more and more, opens up more and more, and you could say it becomes its own closed loop in the sense that it feeds itself. As we desire to see more of the truth, more of God, then we do see more of it, and then we desire to see even more of it in other areas in our lives, and when we do see more of it, and then we desire to see even more of it because it's so wonderful, and then we do see more of it, and so on and so forth. It's a process. But for the process to even begin, for the process to expand, we must continue to desire for it, continue to look for it consciously and constantly, and only then does it come to us because we're either allowing it or blocking it. That's it. We're either allowing it or we're blocking it. So as we get into the space of allowing it, asking for it, and letting it come to us, we begin to see that truly we are all one, that truly no one is greater than anyone else, that we all have our different ways of expressing God, and they are all beautiful and harmonious in their own light. And that is the peace of being. Yes, and being is so important to make conscious choices as opposed to allowing yourself to be like a pebble and just buffet along on the sea of life you know, building resentment, building feelings, carrying and holding those feelings in your heart. And um, Yogananda said, and I'm going to do a meditation in just a moment, and then we're going to have Brian do a meditation as we go out today, because there's just a lot of thought that could really work for everyone's benefit. And I'm going to use Pathless Journey as, as my meditation piece And we're going to think about this, that wrath and hatred accomplish nothing, love rewards. You may cow down someone, but once that person has risen again, he will try to destroy you. Then how have you conquered him? You have not. 
the only way to conquer is by love. And where you cannot conquer, just be silent or get by and pray for him. This is the way you must love. If you practice this in your life, you will have peace beyond understanding. And Yogananda gave an affirmation when he did that speech. I will try to please everyone by kind, considerate actions, ever striving to remove any misunderstandings knowingly or unknowingly caused by me. Today, I forgive all those who have ever offended me. I give my love to all thirsty hearts, both to those who love me and those who do not love me. And so we're going to begin our meditation with Daniel Kobiak's Pathless Journey. Today, I forgive all those who have ever offended me. I give my love to all thirsty hearts, both to those who love me and those who do not love me. And if you could just get into a comfortable position, and everyone has their own comfortable position, because each one of us is a unique, divinely inspired part of God. So when you find your spot, and normally I can recognize my spot because my shoulders start loosening and relaxing and my spine lines up, and the spine is the divining rod. It's your chakras. It's the zone of constant communication, just as Brian was discussing, electronic communication between you and God. So find yourself in a place where you can have your spine aligned. And let us just prepare for our meditation first by breathing in and out deeply, strong breaths. I encourage people to act as they're breathing through the soles of their feet because as they do so, it's as though there's their nose is down there and now they're going to pull their fresh, clear breath up the front of their calves, up their thighs. They're going to cross over their hips and now they're at the base chakra. The zone of fear. That aspect of the chakras that drives us all so much. And so as you bring the fresh breath past your base chakra, free it. Free the fear and let it go back to the earth from whence it came. Moving up, you're going to come into the sacral chakra, the zone of creativity. And you're going to be creative today because you're going to be creative in responding to people in love. You're going to climb past your self-judgments, your sense of being judged, you're going to climb past all that's negative and lead with love. You're going to overcome and step past that which is holding you back from peace. And you may need to be very creative. Then you come into the solar plexus, stomach area, which is the zone of healing. Pause with your breath there for a while. Feel the yellow healing energy course through your body as the oxygen molecules course through your body. Feel yourself healing you of past offenses, both those conducted and done by you, as well as those done by others to you in your perception. Let those go and let them evaporate into the universe. As you 
beautiful, like clear, crystal clear, yellow tinted energy through your body with oxygen molecules. And you are healed. You move your breath next to your heart. Your heart. The zone of love. The place where the feeling. Rest for a moment in your heart. And I would like you to start envisioning it as a beacon of light. Rest back your shoulders and allow that beacon to spread out and explode around you as you become encased in self-love. Love others as you love yourself. Manifest love to the universe. Manifest love. 
Can you add your thoughts, please? 
just being in this space with the intention of opening up to source, being curious enough to say that I don't know what I will find. And I don't know how it is exactly that I will experience this pain. But what I do know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, is that as I open myself up to this pain, I am opening myself up to more peace more harmony, more love, and more joy. However it is that it looks, does not matter. But how it is that it feels, is all that matters. Feel the love, feel the peace, and feel the joy. you to let them sink deep, deep, deep down into the core of your being. I want you to open yourself up, allow the words in, and feel the depth in which these words touch as you hear them. Let us take as much time as we need to to connect back with God once again. Let me repeat these words one more time. I will take as much time as is needed 
to connect back with God. Once again. And one more time. I will take the time to connect back with God. Once again. I will take as much time as is required to feel the connection of God in this moment now. Saying this to ourselves and entering into this space brings about many experiences. One of which is declaring that we are, we are opening ourselves up to ultimate patience, saying that I am here to accomplish one goal, of which I hold no time frame in which this goal must be accomplished but rather I open myself up to it, taking as much time as is required to accomplish the goal. And coming from this space of ultimate patience, we move into the space of love because that is one of the many characteristics of love unlimited patience. Love never forces itself upon anything or anyone because love is all there is. Love is contained within and abides within everything and everyone. And much as I said before, if we're not experiencing love in every moment, in every one that we come across, it is because we have, just, we have chosen to see them differently and to experience them differently. And as we go within and put on our love glasses, we begin to see more and more and experience more and more love within the world and within ourselves. Take the time daily within your day, multiple times a day, to say this to yourself and to do this for yourself. I take the time now to let go, to experience God in this moment within me and all around me. I lay no requirements 
that I recognize and experience God instantly. But rather, that I give my focus and attention to this space and familiarize myself once again with what God is, what love is, and who I really am. I tell you this now with the utmost confidence, without a shadow of a doubt, that this is the way it works. You will never find peace within the world. You will never find peace within the ego. But you will find peace within the world through God, which is within you. If you continue to look outside yourself, I guarantee you that you will find chaos, destruction, and fear. I also guarantee you that if you look within inside yourself, that you will find peace, harmony, and love. There are only two places to look, and each one gives you all that it can. The world can never give you what God can. And God can never give you what the world does. But as we connect with God, we begin to see and experience the world differently. And therefore, we give the world more of God. So the question is, do we want to continue unconsciously giving our time and attention to the world and all of its problems? Or do we want to take the time, as much time as is needed, to connect with God? and all of its solutions. You're either part of the problem or you are part of the solution. And I tell you that peace is contained within the soul solution. Letter, As we're coming to the marinate in the solution of God. 
And as we're coming to the end of this music and you're sitting here in this magical circle with everyone who has a halo on it and everyone linked hand to hand, friend, God, the enemy, God, let us all turn to the right and visually hug the person or God beside you. So that no matter what direction you turn, you are loving love. You are forgiving and you are forgiven. You are letting go of pain. Letting go of hard words and hard thoughts. And you are basking in the radiance of love. ready to go forth and make decisions and patience and kindness. Remembering that passage in Psalms, it is useless to work so hard for a living, getting up early and going to bed late, for the Lord provides for those he loves while they are asleep. Blessings to each of you. Lenise, we have had you. I saved a minute here. We have you have had you on the line. Is there anything that you would like to share? I'm sorry it took so long to get to you. I'm going to take the silence as no. Thank you all for joining us here today. I'm going to play Catherine Toyama's Open Your Heart for our final piece. Brian, thank you so very much for being with me as part of this show. I appreciate it very much. I thank you, listeners, and I send you all love, peace, and joy. And remind you, you are forgiven, and you are uniquely created, divinely inspired. Peace be with I each thank of you. you, Mara. And I thank all of you listeners. And you as well, Lenise, for joining us in this space now. And I leave you with this final thought once again. That God is always broadcasting peace, love, and joy. And God will be doing this for eternity. Because this is what God is. And the only question is, when will you take the time to tune in and listen? Do yourself a favor and tune in and listen multiple times today and multiple times each day of the week as we go throughout this week. And when you join back with us next week, I guarantee you that you will be experiencing more peace, more harmony, and more love within you and within your world. Now be at peace. Namaste.
Namaste to all of you, and peace be with you until next week.